Hello and welcome to Appalachian Imagination. This podcast is dedicated to history, folklore, storytelling, and personal accounts of things from the Appalachian region. There'll be some facts, some fiction, and lots of fun, so y'all settle in and let's take a ride through the hills, history, and folklore of Appalachia. On this week's episode, we'll be covering the superstition, the true story, and the myth behind the Bailed Buzzard. summer day with all of his chores finished, Bobby heads down the road toward his friend's Johnny's house. As he approached, he saw Johnny all laid back under a big maple tree that was in the front yard. Knowing that Johnny didn't have anything to do other than finish whittling the stick he had in his hand down to nothing, Bobby asked, hey, you want to see what we can get into for a couple hours? Plagued with boredom, Johnny replied, yes, anything other than just sit here and waste away. The two boys then headed down the road just to see what they might find. After walking for 15 to 20 minutes and passing through a stand of trees, it opened up into a big semi-flat field to the right. And over against the wood line, the boys noticed a small flock of buzzards pulling apart a dead horse. I've got an idea, Johnny said, as he was reaching down in his pocket of his overhauls. He pulled out a sheep bell that was attached to a small piece of rope that was roughly a foot long. He said, let's see if we can sneak up and catch one of them and put this bell around its neck. Bobby, being just as mischievous as Johnny, was quick to agree. They were cautious not to alarm the carrying consuming birds, so they made a big loop around the field and came creeping upon the flock. And as they got closer and closer, all but one flew away. It had its whole head buried deep in the cavity of the horse. Feeding on the innards that were soft and easy to fill up on, both boys only walking on their toes to make sure of no noise. Bobby pounced, and he had the bird firmly in his arms. When the buzzard finally stopped squawking and flopping around, Johnny quickly tied the bell around its neck, making sure to fasten it with a good knot that wouldn't come loose. Now the big part of it was finished. The two had to decide what to do with it next. Johnny said, I have the perfect idea. Let's take it down to the road and turn it loose by the Smith house. The old man will be gone to work and the old lady is really superstitious and easy to get a rise out of. They traveled another three quarters of a mile and rounded the curve at the Smith house. Trying their best to keep the big lanky bird calm and quiet, hiding behind an old shed that was near the road. Johnny made a big noise, trying his best to imitate a large bird. Caw, caw, he shouted as Bobby let the buzzard go. The buzzard gave a couple shakes, trying to rid itself of the bell, but with no luck, it took flight. Flying straight in front of the house where Mrs. Smith sat on the porch, the old lady jumped up and screamed, What kind of devil was that? Lord, help us all. Then as speedy as she she could move, she ran into the house and slammed the front door behind her. The boys headed back toward home after stopping by the creek to wash the stink of dead horse off themselves. With fear of getting in trouble and the possibility of carrying a good striping, they never told a soul about how they'd scared the old lady. However, with all the superstitions Miss Smith had and several other people spotting the big bell bird as it flew about, News traveled fast. The end. Now this part was totally imagination, and this was how I would imagine uh, 
the story of the bell buzzer began. So hold on, I'm going to get into some facts and some newspaper articles and a lot of other good stuff about the bell buzzer. The buzzer, a.k.a. turkey vulture. I guess the proper name is turkey vulture, but around the hills of Appalachia, we call it a buzzard. It's a buzzard to me. I hope it's a buzzard to you. And all this information here, I gathered from the Chattahoochee Nature Center's website. They're the turkey vulture. His head is bald to keep charm from sticking to him. You know, like dead, dead flesh and whatnot from stuff they're eating off the roads and out in the fields. They are scavenger birds that do not kill their prey, unlike the black vulture that sometimes will. They feed by thrusting their head into the body cavities of riding animals. They spread their wings in the early mornings sun to raise their body temps from chilly nights. They gather in large clusters in spring and fall in preparation to migrate. The average height of a buzzard is two and a half feet with a wingspan of six feet long. Despite their large size, they only weigh an average of about three pounds. They can fly up to 200 miles in a day and the average lifespan is 20 years old. And they may not be the prettiest animal or bird flying around, but they play a big role in mother nature's cleanup crew. They rid a rid the roadsides and the hillsides and whatnot of dead animals and that prevents a lot of diseases. And they range from Canada to South America. Now we'll get into some newspaper reports and stuff like that of the bell buzzard. The bell buzzard. The bell buzzard was a prank gone right that turned into a widespread superstition. Whether to be true of how it happened or not, I can't rightly say. Because some sources say it first occurred during the War of 1812, and others say the first accounts were in the mid-1800s. It has been said by some that the first time someone built a buzzard, it was two soldiers during the War of 1812. And it has been said by others that it was two boys that caught a buzzard that was able to sneak up on it as it was making a meal out of a dead horse carcass. And the earliest news account I found was from the Loudoun Free Press in Loudoun, Tennessee. And it reads like this. Who bailed the buzzard? The buzzard was seen by several individuals in the neighborhood a few days since having the bell on, with which it went ringing away over the treetops and mountains. Much to, much to the annoyance of brother buzzers that fled or frightened from its presence. And the question is, who bailed the buzzard? And again, that's from the Loudoun Free Press, Loudoun, Tennessee, February the 21st, 1854. And you know, as times progressed and a lot of superstitions have, have died along the way with one of them being the bell buzzard. However, in centuries past, a lot of people held tight to such things. Some newspapers would even report sightings of the all-too-often-feared belled buzzard. To give you a couple places, to give you a couple of examples and places to do your own research are the Arizona Silver Belt. And the Arizona Globe, March the 22nd, 1884. 
And the title of the article was Bird of Evil Omen, the Belled Buzzard of Western Georgia. Another newspaper account was the West Virginian from Fairmont, West Virginia, July the 8th, 1922. And it was titled, Disaster Feared with the Coming of the Belled Buzzard. I strongly suggest if this piques any interest in you at all to go back and look up newspaper articles and stuff of this because it's it's something. I enjoyed it. I found like 25 articles just by clicking it on Google. Maybe look through Wikipedia or something, but it's, it's a fun read. find other articles on the Bell Buzzard, just type it in Google and you'll find several articles, some artwork, and even a couple of videos. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to tune in next time for more excerpts from my Appalachian imagination. Until then, I wish you all peace, love, and comfort throughout your lives. God bless. If you'd like to contact us here at Appalachian Imagination, you can do so by email at AppalachianImagination at gmail.com. We're currently in the process of working on an Instagram and Facebook page and possibly even a TikTok. See y'all soon. God bless.